everyone. This is episode 597 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, March 4th, 2019. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about some Dungeon Stars, which recently came out on the Switch and PC. Some more Apex Legends, of course, not just because I am still playing it, but there's some good news regarding the game. And Hitman 2, because I played around with the shaman shenanigans event or whatever it is it's not so much an event as it is a bunch of new challenges for the already existing mission objectives of assassinating the 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 main folk of the columbia map and of course more random movies as i continue to make my way through my backlog and i am very close to being done which is wonderful Anywho, Dungeon Stars is originally an iOS game, and it feels very much like one, in that you can tell playing it that this was made initially for a touchscreen. I've only played it in docked mode, so I don't know if it incorporates touch controls when in handheld mode on the Switch, but it's a very simple dungeon crawler where you are going through these areas level by level each stage is made up of three levels uh, three floors and it's an auto scroller so the the characters moving by themselves and then you just press the attack button which is the b button a is your slam attack which is extra powerful uh x or no y is shield and then you have a, a few abilities that have cooldowns on the D-pad. And you just press all these buttons as enemies come at you. And what you're trying to do is figure out the things that an enemy is weak against and what it's strong against. So some shielded weapon, uh, shielded enemies will require you to use the slam attack to break through their defenses and what have you. And some will be more susceptible to magic, etc., and it's okay, but given its roots as a mobile game, it's not that engaging. It doesn't require much thought. And I think I'd probably get more enjoyment out of it in handheld mode if I was just out with my Switch and wanted something very simple to do that I didn't need to think too much about uh, and perhaps didn't want to listen to the in-game audio of, wanted to listen to music, podcasts, what have you, and just mess around with some simple game. Uh, it would be good for that. However, with the Switch being a portable system that can play full-fledged games, it, it would be hard for me to say pick Dungeon Stars if I want to go dungeon crawling when I can play Diablo 3, which looks great in handheld mode and runs well. And there's no reason why I wouldn't play that instead. Uh, unless I didn't feel like moving the character around. It looks alright as very cartoony and aesthetic. Uh, thick lines, bold lines. And yeah, it is exactly what you think it is. Uh, and that's both a positive and a negative. I guess if it's the kind of game you're into, uh, then you'll probably like it as well. You can upgrade your characters. There are multiple classes 
at, at a point later in the game, because I've only played it for a little bit, you'll be able to switch out your classes, which should spice things up a little bit. And in between the, the floors and a stage, you can heal your uh, hero. You can revive ones uh, if you're doing, uh, taking a lot of damage so that you can go into the final floor with a full team that is fully healed. But it is exactly what it is, and that's that's fine. But it's not that exciting, and I don't know how much time I'll put into it because I have other games that are similar, not just Diablo Three, that I'd rather put time into. Uh, if I was still in mobile gaming, maybe I'd play a game like this on there. But on my Switch. I don't need to play mobile games. It's nice that mobile games can be ported to it, and it, and it works better than on a console or a traditional console, but doesn't mean that there aren't better options. Uh, anywho, Apex Legends, uh, still playing that and loving the hell out of it. I uh, played some more with my buddy, which is a good time, and one of his buddies who we played Sea of Thieves with before, and we just kind of dick around with, uh, and it's good. We still haven't won. I've only won with strangers, which is sad. I wish that wasn't the case. We had a few top three finishes, one top uh, two finish, and I even managed to be the the, the, the top two team, quote unquote team, after my two squad mates dropped immediately. So I made it to number two playing completely by myself, which felt really good. I was really satisfied with that. I got a handful of kills, but the final fight didn't go so well because I was hoping that maybe the last squad would be down at least one player, but it was a full squad. So me going up against a full squad of three who are fully healed, uh, shielded, everything, it was not going to work out so well. I downed one and almost down the second, but there were three of them and it was just too much, which which sucked, but I felt still really good about making it as far as I did all by myself. And I'm loving the game. I'm learning more of the area in the map. I'm memorizing names of things and exactly where places are and coming up with strategies I like, which is weird and I can't remember the last time I got into a multiplayer game specifically like this. I did enjoy playing Halo 5 SWAT with my buddy who is the same person I've, I played some of this with but this is a, a different level of enjoyment and uh, being hooked on a game. It makes me think back to maybe as far as Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which I got really into, and is the only uh, Call of Duty game I ever prestiged. But Apex Legends is still fantastic. I can't wait for the first big update, which will be coming later this month. They'll uh, announce the first season and Battle Pass and all that at some point in this month. I hope sooner than later. And then I think the next one is in June. 
uh, season two, which will introduce a few new characters, which should be fun. Uh, though I can't see myself going with anyone but Bloodhound. And I'm happy that the game is doing so well. Uh, speaking of that, the game just passed, I think this weekend, 500 million players. Which doesn't mean 500 million total, because uh, everyone can have multiple accounts, given that there's no universal account holder for your your Apex Legends account like with Fortnite that has your epic account tied to it and then you could you you know cross platform cross progression all that kind of stuff cross saves or not cross saves but uh I wonder if they're going to do that sometime soon as well and tie it to your origin account or something but that's still a big number that's still a good number even if you say every single one of those persons has the game on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. That's still a, a hefty amount of people who have played it. But I, I would say that probably the the number of actual unique accounts is around 30 million. Uh, at least 30 million. Uh, but I, I know multiple people who have downloaded and played it on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, but I, I can't say to how, like, the general number, what that percentage of people would be who have it on multiple consoles. I don't know. But I, I, w I would guess that you could at least uh, say that 30 million people have played the game. How many are still playing it? I don't know. And whenever I play it on Xbox One, it always says that there are, like, a few thousand people in the queue. And I don't know if that's just the, the specific server or, or whatnot, but uh, never hard to find a match. It feels great. I ran into the third person with a smoke detector going off. That, and not going off as in there was a fire in their house, because that would be bad. But going off as in, hey, change the battery, because it's just beeping every 10 seconds, and it's driving me nuts. I can't believe I've experienced that three times in Apex Legends. And zero times in every other game. It's ridiculous. And I can't stand it. It is so annoying and aggravating when I hear that. Uh, but it's it's a wonderful game. And it feels so good. Sliding still isn't old. And it will never get old. And the only thing that I am a little annoyed by is that... I, I wish you got more crap just in general from uh playing the game and getting xp and all that i wish you got crafting materials not just from the loot boxes because you use those to craft different uh banners and, and skins and what have you. Uh, you if you earn enough of them i used it to craft this weapon skin i really like for the uh, peacekeeper and I'm annoyed that those are only in loot boxes and that after a certain point, the only currency you will be getting uh, outs, uh, outside of all the other ones you can pay for and what have you are the red currency, which is, is the red currency, which is used only for purchasing the heroes. So you can purchase 
both Caustic and Mirage, the two locked ones currently with this currency for 12000 a piece, or you can pay uh, 750 in real world equivalent dollars. Or you can use the same currency to purchase the exclusive skins that require you to own this the other skin before purchasing them. And that's it. As far as I can tell so far, that is the only use for that currency, which means in the grand scheme of things, that currency is pretty useless. And the fact that after a certain point, when you hit the max level of 100 and you no longer get free loot boxes, you're only getting that currency every time you not level up, but just fill the bar, I guess. Uh, at least that, that's my what I've heard is the case when you uh, reach the max level. There, there's not much use for that uh, because you'll have the characters unlocked. Probably if you're that devoted to the game, you will have used that currency to buy them or you may have just bought them with real money and save that for the exclusive skins and what have you. But the exclusive skins happen once a week or so and they cost a fair amount. So you would still need to play a lot and save those coins up. But the fact that that's their only use seems a bit shitty-ish. Because uh, when you look at something like Rainbow Six Siege, for instance, the in-game currency you earn, I, I forget what it's called, because uh, the, the one you buy is Renown, or is that the name of the free one? Regardless, the, the in-game currency you earn, which you earn you know, not much as you're playing through it, uh, you can use that for a lot of the in-game things, like skins and, and uh, add-ons and stuff like that, like the little charms and stuff. There are certain things that you have to use real-world, uh, the credits you buy with real-world dollars, I think. But maybe everything can be uh, bought with the in-game earned currency, and I would like to see that in an update, get some kind of equivalent. Also... I know it would suck and they would have to do something like refund people credits or loot boxes or do something to alleviate the frustration that this would bring. Look at people's accounts and see how many things they've unlocked for this already and refund them some equivalent in terms of loot boxes or this currency or that currency. But they need to just get rid of the Mozambique or do something with it because it is a piece of shit gun and it is so useless. The problem with the Mozambique, which is the pistol shotgun is that it has no strength it is nothing but weaknesses and sure you might say well there needs to be a shitty gun in all these games there needs to be one shitty game that people don't want to use and they just use it when they have no other choice sure i get that but there are game there are guns like that in the game that are fine like the pistols nobody would be going into the the final battle with a pistol that's if they were they were playing the game wrong and got super lucky because that's not an ideal weapon for the end game because it's not that strong. But they're still useful early on because they, they fire fast and, and they hold a lot of bullets and all that. And some of them are like auto pistols and stuff. And, and they're fine for the early game. But the Mozambique isn't even fine for the early game because it shoots slow. It only holds three rounds. It's not that powerful. And it's just trash. And reloading it takes way too long. 
it's an absolute piece of trash. And if they don't fix it, they should just remove it completely. But they, they could fix it if they wanted to. And maybe people will be annoyed by it. But I think what they should do is at the very least make it more powerful. Make it powerful like a sawed-off shotgun. Because in, in a lot of games, sawed-off shotguns are used uh, when you're like choosing that over a different one. is because it packs a wallop. You're going to have to reload it immediately. It's not holding eight rounds or anything like that. But it packs a wallop. And the Mozambique should at least pack a wallop. Since it can't do much else. Um, but yeah. I avoid that thing at all costs. I feel like I'd have better luck trying to punch someone to death than using the Mozambique, given how shitty it is. Also, punching should do a little bit more damage. The fact that it does 30 damage, and that means that if you are fighting against somebody without any armor, it takes four punches to knock them down. I think it should take three. They should up it to 35 damage or something so that three punches will knock someone down as opposed to almost knocking them down. It's very frustrating to punch someone three times, do 90 bits of damage, know they have only 10 left, and then get shot by someone else. That's that's very frustrating. Uh, the melee should do just a little bit more damage, so that uh, would be the case. And yeah, that's it. That's enough Apex Legends talk. Uh, moving on to Hitman 2. So I played a little bit of the Shaman Shenanigans event, I guess you'd call it that, but like I said, it's just more challenges in the Columbia map. You don't have a new target to go after or anything like that. They don't change up the environment or anything. You just are given a handful of challenges that you are supposed to do while in the shaman costume. Like collect different bits of poison, uh, poison five people, push three people into hazards or whatever in the construction site. And then there's one to kill 10 of the, uh, that drug field, whatever the drug is, uh, uh, the guards there in the actual field and, and maybe one other one. And then for doing all this, you get a, a new item, the shaman explosive dust or whatever, which makes a, an explosion and takes down someone silently supposedly but from what i could see it makes a pretty big explosion so i don't know how silent it could be but it's nice to have uh, i always like having as many items as i can even though i only use a handful really but if i want to dick around in a level it's fun to have these other items like an ice pick or whatever that i wouldn't actually use if i was playing the game seriously or taking on a mission seriously uh, but uh it, it's fun i i, I like Having these types of things when we're not going to get a full-blown event or anything like that to just add challenges to a map for a short period of time it gives a good uh, a good reason to replay through a map, uh, even though there's plenty of reason to already do that. But having new challenges is fun. I do wish Hitman 2 did a better job of presenting the new content in-game because the way it works right now is that the event, the challenges... Uh, they show up in the main menu in the top right box, which is tiny. And it is a box that alternates between, I think, three different things. So it's like, hey, uh, the the Hitman 
Blood Money slash uh, Absolution HD pack is out now. You can get it. And there's also the contracts mode or something or whatever. Also, here's this event that's going on. So to see what's happening in this event or challenges, you have to wait for it to get back to the thing you saw. And it would be very easy to miss those, especially if you don't know to look for it uh, if you're a new player or something. So I wish it did a better job of presenting the new content when you load up the game, uh, which it doesn't do. And, and as part of why, even though the, the elusive target is uh, front and center all the time, it's telling you how long you have to go before the event expires or when the event is going to start, uh, giving you a timer for when it's going to start. Uh, I, I just wish the game was a little bit better about really putting the new content front and center and, and letting you know, hey, there's this you can do now. Why don't you check it out? Uh, the elusive target, I think, starts in a few days or so. Uh, but uh, still love that game. Still really annoyed that I missed the last elusive target, and I hope to God they bring them back at some point, and that completing them when they return, if they return, doesn't give me a new, hey, you completed this elusive target, but just fills in that missed one that I look at and I'm like, uh, I wanted to have a complete experience. And right now it's not complete. And if it's never complete, I'm going to take my physical copy of Hitman 2 and break it in half and then throw it into the blender and then I'm going to drink it after I blend it, of course. And then I'm going to take the digital copy, which is downloaded on my Xbox One, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. And, and keep playing it. <laughs> uh, but Hitman 2 is great. And I love it. And it's absolutely worth checking out. It's a great introduction to the series if you never played a Hitman game. And I really hope the, the collection, the Hitman Blood Money Absolution collection goes on sale sometime soon. Because I would like to see how those games look now. Especially Blood Money. Because going back to that, the 360 version... It's a bit rough, and if it is a lot cleaner and looks a lot better, that would be another great introduction to the series as well, uh, if you've never played a Hitman game. Anywho, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. So in terms of movies, I started the Lone Wolf and Cub movies from the 70s. I've gotten through the first four, and there are two left. And they're very good, uh, just short, tight bloody uh, action movies uh, that are really fun to watch. And I, I love how uh, short they are because they there's no fat in them. They just, they, they feel right. I, at no point do they feel slow or bogged down. They just get to the point at all times and it feels great. There, there is no Lone Wolf and Cub movie over an hour and a half. They're all under an hour and a half. A few of them are are about an hour and 20 minutes and then you have some that are like an hour and 29 minutes they get close to an hour and a half but they still don't quite reach it and it's it's fun watching the kid uh do bad things at times or or join in with his father in in the bloodshed that he is causing so there was a time where uh 
uh, what is his name? Otma? Ito? Otma, I think. Uh, I'll just call him the Lone Wolf, uh, where he is fighting a group of samurai or what have you in the forest, and he pushes the cart down and then goes to go fight them, and as the cart is going towards them, the, the kid pushes a little button that springs out these blades out of the wheels and then it cuts off a few of their legs and they fall down and it's just stuff like that is funny to see um the the kid also often has a look of what the fuck what the fuck are you looking at on his face he has that kind of expression on his face a lot which is amusing to me uh a kid rarely talks will sometimes say papa or, or what have you but for the most part the kid just looks and makes faces and I love, I love the little kid. Uh, there was another thing he did that was really disturbing and, and great. Um, but it, it's fun. And, and a, the bloodiness of it is amusing because it is of that time when blood was very bright and vibrant and in no way realistic. It, you know, it's a shade of red that blood has never and will never be. Um, so it, even though there's a lot of bloodshed and decapitations and limbs being severed and, and heads being split open, it never is too disturbing because it's so ridiculous. And comparing to this to, say, Lady Snowblood, which is very violent as well, the difference between Lone Wolf and Cub and Lady Snowblood is that I am invested in the story. Like they, they did a good job of making me care about the the two main characters and the the path they're on and all that whereas lady snowblood never did a great job of making me care about lady snowblood in part i think because the acting in it is shitty and the action is pretty trashy the action in lone wolf and, and cub is not the greatest but it's solid there are some good bits Whenever uh, the lone wolf is jumping through the air, it looks pretty ridiculous because of the way they're shooting and the fact that he's not particularly in shape. You're, you're, you wouldn't look at him and think, oh, that is a badass. No, you're like, oh, that's, that's my father. <laughs> that is my out-of-shape father <laughs> who's in his 50s. Uh, he's not that old, but he looks like a weathered man. But that, that's been a good time. And then... I'm very close to finishing my backlog in general, in large part because I watched a handful of very long movies and knew after about 40 minutes, 45 minutes of all of them that I did not want to give them any more of my time. The first of them being Once Upon a Time in America, which is a Sergio Leone movie starring Robert De Niro that is, I don't know. I don't know what it's about. If it's just like his take on the Godfather type of story, the gangster story, but in 45 minutes, it failed to give me get me to care about anything at all. And I knew after 45 minutes that I in no way wanted to give three hours and 15 minutes more of my time to the movie. It was just like, no. If you can't do something to grab me, to, to keep me interested in that time, you don't deserve any more of it. And, and the same can be said of, I think, Heaven's Gate, which is Michael... Semino or something which is with Chris Christopherson and Christopher Walken and uh, duh, duh, duh. 
a few other people you'd recognize. Um, and the, the name might not be exactly right, but it's, it again failed to grab me, which was too bad, uh, I guess. And then another one was Barry Lyndon, which I thought was supposed to be part drama, part comedy. I thought it was a dramedy. That's where I've seen it listed in terms of the genre on various sites as being both a drama and comedy. If there is comedy in the movie, it exists at no place in the first 40 or so minutes. And it was nothing but melodrama. An annoying melodrama that I just, I, I in no way found at all interesting. I didn't think Barry Lyndon was a, a character to be cared about. I thought it was just a little stupid bitch and i didn't give a shit about him and so i didn't bother watching any more of it and then i did watch all of blow up which is the first english english language film of some director and at first i was kind of interested in the mystery and, and what was going on but the third act was a, a real whimper of a finale and it didn't really go anywhere it wasn't satisfying at all there are a lot of scenes in the movie too that just seem there for no reason um and in the end i i felt very unsatisfied with the movie because it, it it didn't give me what i wanted from the ending not that i needed answers but it just didn't give me any kind of conclusion or build up or conflict or anything it's just like okay well, this thing happened but whatever he'll just move on plus the main character is a dipshit uh he's not likable in any way so having endured him and then getting nothing out of it the whole time was a bit of a disappointment. But Lone Wolf and Cub has been great, and I am excited to watch the last two movies and then move on to the final uh, foreign films that I have to get through, which are these... I'm not sure what the exact title are, but they're just this, this Samurai trilogy, and I think they're just called Samurai 1, 2, and 3, and then have some subtitle. Uh, and they're both short as well, which is nice. And uh, my regular English-speaking uh, backlog now consists of Modern Times, Charlie Chaplin, which uh, technically isn't speaking anything, and Mandy with Nicolas Cage, which I've been holding off on just because I know what type of movie it is and I have to be in the right mood. And I don't know if I'm still in the right mood, but it's got to happen. And then Rosemary's Baby. Uh, one thing that was funny looking at that blow-up movie and seeing what people thought of it after watching it, I didn't realize this category ever existed. I don't know if it existed with the Academy Awards, but it did with the Golden Globes, and it's just kind of amusing. Uh, it was nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Picture, uh, Best English Language Foreign Film. And I just think that's funny. And it, it seems, and it's English Language Foreign Film, the UK, that's where that movie is from. And that just seems like it's the best UK movie. Not that there aren't English language films from other countries, but the fact that the UK is included just seems really weird. And it, it makes sense that that category was removed at some point. The fact that it ever existed just is weird. Uh, I guess it was just that, okay, this is... These award shows are very American skewed. Let's have something for the British. 
the Brits. And then they were like, no, never mind. We don't need this anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's a, a good place to end it. So once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, a pixelated paranormal podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and check both of them out there. A brand new episode of Attack the Backlog went up yesterday. It was for Celeste, and I hope you check that out if you are at all interested in the game. Uh, it was a fun episode to put together, a bit hectic, because I was just trying to stitch a lot of things together, and I didn't want to have the video be full of deaths. You know, I died plenty of times, but I didn't want that to uh, take away from the momentum of the video and all that. Uh, so that became a bit of a pain. Uh, but for the most part, I think it came out pretty well, and I got some... Uh, really great feedback on it already which is nice and yeah definitely check it out like always attack the backlog i think is best consumed in video form so once again that is youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and the podcast the show is called the attack the backlog and the latest episode is celeste but there are 11 other episodes which you should check out and if you already love the series and are excited for what is coming uh yakuza zero will be the next game followed by beyond eyes or whatever that thing is and then what's after that you'll have to wait and find out uh of course if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there if you see something you like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and everything that we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way and uh, of course if you have some friends who you think might like the show you can tell them about it as well or just you know write pixelatedsausage.com on your local buses and trains in permanent marker uh, because that's don't do that please don't do that that would be terrible but you can go into your local shady bathroom and write for a good time don't go to pixelatedsausage.com really you don't want to go there it's not a good time Trust me, pixelatedsaucer.com is not a good time. If you wanted a good time, you wouldn't go to pixelatedsaucer.com. So once again, if you're looking for a, god, uh, a good time, go anywhere but pixelatedsaucer.com. Again, that is pixelatedsaucer.com. Write that whole thing on a bathroom wall, bathroom uh, stall wall. Uh, and that will do it. So as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. 